Welcome to Women That Wait, shedding light on the struggles Christian women have and men have in finding godly counterparts. My name is Tavia and I am your host. And this is season two, episode five, Digging Deep. Um, before we start out, I just want to thank everyone for listening today. We really appreciate you taking the time to just listen to this podcast and journey with us. I was just reminding everybody, this is a judgment-free zone. Um, we're not judging anybody wherever they are in their spiritual path. Um, this is a place of learning. Like We want to just bridge that gap between Christian men and Christian women and have that conversation. Um, to answer questions, to distill any myths. So this is the place. So again, we're not really checking for anybody where they are spiritually because we know that everyone's in a different place. So that's what we're here doing. And even for people who are already married, who are Christians, and they're just kind of wondering like what's going on with their single Christian brothers and sisters and the struggles that they have, we hope that this podcast will really just inform people to how to journey and how to pray for us that are having challenges. I don't really want to say struggles anymore, but just challenges in finding a romantic partner. So that's what Women With That Weight is about. So today, we're going to start talking with our guest. We have a very esteemed guest here with us this afternoon. Esteemed. Esteemed. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. Don't call me ma'am, okay? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so what I'm going to do, I'm going to give him a little time just to introduce himself. So awesome. everyone, please welcome Mr. Randall Mitchell. Awesome. Thanks, Tavia. Uh, indeed, a pleasure. We've been speaking about this for a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, today we're gonna we're gonna kick back. I'm relaxed. My feet is up. For those that are listening, uh, hopefully, sometime we can get this, you know, um, the visual also on the podcast. Uh-huh. Um, but just a brief for myself. Essentially, a motivational speaker and a seven-time author. Uh-huh. Um, the latest book that I wrote was Single and Motivated, uh-huh. and I think that's part of the reason why Tavia's brought me onto the podcast is to shed some light uh, when it comes to you know how to remain motivated while single. That's right. And I think that's definitely going to be a, a part where I'm going to add value onto this. But hey, um, you know, if you are listening and you are on your mobile phones, just hop over to Instagram. It's a shameless plug right here, Randall. <laughs> Mitch Randall, R-A-N-D-A-L-L-M-I-T-C-H. You can find my daily happenings and also the link to my audiobook. So uh, single and motivated. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yes. And we'll also have those links on our Instagram page as well. So in case you don't catch that, um, Women That Wait, Great. we have our Instagram and we are going to post all of Randall's information on ours as well so you will have it there and you can go to him support him support his books seven time author you know i didn't even realize that congrats on that appreciate it tavia you know it's funny because i was just thinking um this is i told tavia this is going to be i want this to be the longest value adding podcast on her channel i hope so so um we've got some water next to us i think we're (laughs) gonna have to take a break to refill this um maybe get some wine as well i'm not sure about that (laughs) if we have wine it's going to be like a totally different podcast what do you mean what kind of podcast things might get out of hand so you know yeah no trying to keep this christian no i think the truth will come out when if there's when there's wine involved that is true jesus juice equals chew serum that's why i don't drink (laughs) you know sometimes uh you know as a man you've got to make a crucial decision and i think this one is where i'm going to keep quiet okay the gentleman do you guys agree with that (laughs) Anyways, so we're going to get into it because um, thank you for your bio, um, Mr. Randall Mitchell. I think what most of our listeners took from that was the word single. So, yes, he's single. So, woohoo. Yes, yes, indeed. Now, you can call me call me Randall or you can call me Mitch. I can't call you Mr. Randall Mitchell. No, no, no. It, it sounds like um, Mr. Randall. It's, no, it sounds like I'm out of a James Bond movie. James Bond is Yeah, Mr. Randall cool. Mitchell. You don't want to be cool nah, like James I'm 30, Bond? I'm 32 years old. 32 years uh, old. No 32 years old should be called Mr. Randall Mitchell. Mr. Randall Mitchell. Oh, no. But it sounds so debonair. You know, in fact, I don't mean to drift off topic, but I think we're going to be doing this <laughs> most of the show. Debonair is a pizza uh, store in South Africa. Wow. <laughs> and, really? Um, it's called actually Debonair's. Debonair's. And the crazy part about it is they have... They have this cool pizza where it's three pizzas on top of each other. So it's like three layers. Oh, wow. And I'm going there, of course, I told you, next week, Sunday. And, man, I'm going to be eating three layers upon three layers. Currently weighing um, 210 pounds. Okay. My goal is 220, as I told you. Okay. 
trying to you know uh, bulk up you know try to try to you know um, uh, get those sleeves a little tighter on the arms you know okay um, you know as, as a single man you've got to you know um, you know do uh, self-development in all areas you know what I mean okay so I'm developing the biceps for now all right um, but that but that being says uh-huh. that being said um, yeah, that Debonair's pizza is going to be the cause of my 220 um, <laughs> spikes. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to that, man. No, you got to go for it, man. Especially when yeah. you go back home. You got to, like, take, you know, take all the opportunities to get everything that you can. Yeah. So that's cool. It's funny because um, in, I don't want to categorize this in all third world countries, but I do know in South Africa, um, we love our carbs. Mm-hmm. So we have, a, we have a dish called Gatsby. Okay. A Gatsby, and what a Gatsby is almost like a sub, you know, by Subway. Yeah, it, it's a it's a it's a long roll. Okay, and the the base of it is fries. Mm-hmm. You can add your sauces on there, so mayonnaise, barbecue oh, sauce, so and, and you can already. add a protein sauce, so some steak, <clears throat> yeah. bologna, Vienna, mm. egg, and salads on top of it. So you oh. know your cucumber, lettuce, your tomato, and man, can you bring one back for me? You know, um, just sneaking in your suitcase. You know, you know, there are certain jokes that I don't respond to, and I think wow. that's a joke. I because I wish I can honestly like bring back a lifetime supply of Gatsby's. But um, but I think that's going to be another source of my uh, my weight increase. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, enjoy South Africa. So much sources. Yeah, yeah. have lots of fun. What would you like me to bring you back mm, from SA? I don't know. What do I remember? I remember Turkish delights. I remember that. I don't think really like the chocolate. It's like it has some like cherries or something inside. It's really sweet. Yeah, it's nice though. I remember when I went to South Africa. That was the big thing. Everyone's like, "Yeah, you gotta try Turkish delights." So I was like, "Okay." Yeah. And but I don't really see them around here that much. So when I think about South Africa, I think about Turkish delight. Mm-mm. Yeah, you can sneak one back there for me too. For sure, and yeah. uh, you know, a part of me is kind of wondering if you view the men in South Africa as Turkish delights. Uh, oh, well. Uh, I don't know. I had an interesting experience with the men in South Africa. Oh, really? Yeah, I did. So, What do you mean interesting? Um, I just kind of felt like going there, I had this preconceived notion that, you know, the men in South Africa really just valued certain women. And when I went there, I just felt like they were kind of similar to Canadians. Like, they liked the more supermodels, the girls that reflected off TV. So, I was okay. kind of... Where in South Africa did you go? I went to um, Johannesburg. So, okay. I was in Soweto, actually. Oh, so, so yeah, and yeah. I just kind of found it. I mean, you know, tweets your own, but it was a little disappointing that, yeah. you know, it was like they're still going for like, you know, no shade to Meghan Markle or Halle Berry. Yeah. But I thought that far away from North America, they, their views would have been different. And it kind of was Where were the men that you were, where were the men that you were engaging with? Were they in the clubs? Were they in the church? No, were they're they in the, the church. The streets? Right? No, they're in the church. Oh, in the church. Okay. Yeah. So... So you see the struggle with finding for but, women. But finding if I might ask, what actually happened? What made was there a moment that you, that you, made you kind of realize they are superficial in, in nature? Well, I just think because I went like because I went to South Africa with a with a mission, right? Uh-huh. And you know, again, you're in this compound, and there's a lot of Christian men, Christian women there, and a lot of us had this focus on trying to like find that one, that partner, and you literally saw guys chasing women. And all the women looked a certain way. So I was just like, okay. So again, I was thinking in Africa, it would have been different, right? You know, mm. I kind of judged. You know, I lumped all the countries together, right? Which yeah, is terrible. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it was just like, yeah, um, South African men are just like North American men. They want the girls on TV. They want the perfect <laughs> girls. And, you know. Shame. Now you are letting all women that listens to this podcast feel no south africa is not a place for me to go to yeah girls don't spend your money don't go to south africa it's the same struggle it's the same struggle but don't you feel like you know it's um you can't paint the whole canvas with the same brush i agree with that now yeah Yeah, i just think back then i was kind of like oh yeah but you know it was kind of my bad for kind of going on a mission to south africa and thinking i could find you know a romantic partner tall dark and handsome was that the description Tall, in other words, he's taller than you, dark, he's chocolate, um, milk chocolate, dark chocolate, and handsome, he has that physique. Yeah. Uh, did you find any tall, dark, and handsome? Uh, I wasn't looking for tall, dark, No, but did you see any tall, dark, and handsome? There were tall, dark, and handsome there. Yeah, did you and say And those hi? are the ones, I did say hi, I said a lot of things. Oh my. And those are the ones that were looking past me the most. Okay, okay. Like I said, it's a similar to North America, it's the same struggle. Yeah. yeah. Well, let me ask you something. 
Sure. Okay, because I mean, again, you're here. And I'm going to ask you something, too. You can ask me a lot of something. Absolutely. Because this is the thing. This is the big um, misconception that us single women have about you guys, that Uh we feel you guys don't struggle at all to find romantic partners. So my question for you, like on a scale of 1 to 10, how easy is it for you to find a romantic partner? Like 10 is like, it's so easy. 1 is like, it's a big struggle. Uh, you, you say for me personally or yeah. for men in general? Um, can you ask for you, you personally? Um, for myself personally, um, it depends what the question is. Okay. If you are asking me um, if it's easy to find a booty call, oh whoa. then yes, it's <laughs> 10 out of 10. Okay, but I'm talking if about you're, like... If you're then asking me at finding the real deal, yeah. the ride or die... Uh-huh. I'm still single, so that must say something, right? So it's okay. not as easy. Okay. Because um, this is a misconception that we have. Yeah. Because we've literally seen guys in the church. It's like, you know, chill, chill, chill. I don't want a girlfriend now because I want to hang out with my friends. I yeah. want to make money. Tomorrow, they get up. I want a girlfriend now. And the next day, they'll have a wife. Um, I'd like to take it this this route. Okay. Like, I don't... You see, have you have you watched Tom and Jerry? Have you ever <laughs> seen that Tom and Jerry where... I don't know if it's jerry or tom but one is chasing the other okay right and if you are and and this is this is my view on it if you are chasing something that something is going to run away just like tom and jerry okay so my encouragement always is instead of looking for someone Mm. uh, become that someone okay now that might sound like a a nice thing to hear it's a catchy phrase but I truly believe when you are on your mission, that's when the miracles happen. Just like when Adam was busy in the garden, okay. that's when God says, you know, it's not good to be alone. Let me give you someone. However, if Adam wasn't busy with anything, why did he need Eve? God, I don't think God would have said it's, it's uh, you don't need someone to help you with someone that you're not was something that you're not even doing in the okay, first place, that makes right? Sense, yeah. So, um, so my encouragement for men and women, you know, um, get onto your purpose, mm. and uh, you know, all these things shall be added unto you, like okay. the like the Bible says. So, wow. what do you think about that? Um, I mean, it makes sense, but I think for a lot of us, like it might just be the climate of today's Christian church culture is that because I see a lot of women, they are on that path of purpose. They are achieving and achieving they're busy and they're doing something and they're just getting passed by like you know and i also see a lot of women who are literally doing nothing who are just kind of sitting in the garden picking roses and maybe because they look a certain way they will be the ones that get chosen like i just don't understand which is why you're here yeah like we don't get the way you guys think sometimes so so let's can we can we really go deep? Because the podcast is digging deep okay, with Tavia. Deep. Come on. Do you have your shovels? Do you have your shovel, Tavia? I have my shovel right come here. Come on. Come on. We're digging deep. So let's let's dig deep. Let's let's look into the looks department. And and okay. I believe, Tavia, this is this may not this is not gonna be a podcast where we where one is the expert and the other one is mm-hmm. not. I believe we, we not. we're creating this podcast together. I am no uh, type of expert. So yeah, I'm, I'm here to learn, right? I mean absolutely likewise. Yeah. So let's let's take the looks department. Mm-hmm. As a woman, do you with your and and maybe we need need an insurance bucket somewhere okay. here because uh, <laughs> it, it, with, with with your observation in the yeah. church because yeah. I think we 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 catering towards the church folk now right yeah um, how how much are church women really taking care of themselves physically in terms of their presentation when it comes to inside and outside of the church okay let's let's look at it inside of the church Mm -hmm. when you go to church um and with your experience going to church do you feel like between zero to ten how much are they taking care of themselves physically in terms of their their weight yeah in terms of you know when i say weight i mean how their body looks Mm -hmm. in terms of proportion yeah in terms of um like how they do their hair, yeah. how they do their clothes, okay. how they do, if they do their makeup. Yeah. What's, what's your thoughts on, on that? Oh, that's so complex. Because even women, like I could say, yeah, like, you know, they're stepping up. They're, you know, putting, they're giving their best, their 10 out of 10. I'm talking about your church now that you go to. Oh, 
But my church is different. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like the audience and the people, like, there's not a struggle. Uh, the struggle is totally, if there is a struggle, it's totally different. And like okay. I said, this could be a cultural thing. Okay. Because I feel like these struggles come out of a cultural situation. Gotcha. Now, I think, I mean? now I think based on what you just said, mm-hmm. cultural, let's talk about your culture. Okay. Yeah. All right. In terms of the the um the urban culture okay <laughs> so afraid <laughs> to say black urban. eh the black culture damn it yeah i haven't gone there yet i haven't gone there in an episode yet so maybe this is it you know yeah talking about the urban struggle yeah but yeah like i definitely hear what you're saying i feel that it's, i know it's a hard question no, i think at the I end of the day I'm, at the end of the day i think i'm asking do, do you feel that the people that are complaining the women that are complaining they cannot find the one how are they doing looks wise um, you know, weight-wise, clothes-wise. Yeah, like wise, it's a makeup, fair everything. question. It's an absolute fair question. Do you think they have, they've got the right to demand someone in their life based on how they look? Whoa, that is... Uh, I think the insurance bucket needs to... <laughs> that's, a very, that's a very poignant question. And I, think, and I think listeners probably are listening to this and they're thinking, but Randall... Uh, it's not all about looks. Oh, no, 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 man, no, no, that's no. now another can of worms we got to unsettle. No, but this um, is why you're here because we need to hear yeah. you saying things like this. Because yeah. again, you know, there are women at home and they're like, how come I'm not getting any attention? How come that guy's not looking at me? So to hear what you're saying now, like I'm taking that and I'm like, okay, this is true. Am I presenting myself in a way yeah. that is fair enough to be, to get that reaction, to get that attention? Because if this is what you're so saying, true. this is what we need to know. Absolutely. Because the thing is, um, at the end of the day, we are men. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, you are women. And what I mean by that is, you're not you're not separated by you are church woman and uh, there is unsaved ungodly woman no woman or woman so yeah. as a man and as a woman you are competing as a woman with the secular world oh. so as a man you know what and i think this goes vice versa mm-hmm. like what what's going to attract you more is it the the way that the secular woman um is looking or are you going to lower your standards and say, you know what, she's a godly woman and I'm not going to care how she treats her body. Wow. You know? Mm. So, and of course, this goes vice versa too with a guy. Yeah. Like, are you going to lower your standards as a woman because you've been single for so long and just because he goes to church and reads the Bible, <laughs> um, you're going to accept him even though, you know, he eats like a pig, even though he don't take care of his skin, even though, you know, he, he dresses like he, you know, he has no fashion sense. You know what I mean? That actually happens a so, lot. Just to let you know, it happens a lot. Because, yeah. and I mean, not to judge anybody, but it could be desperation or it could just be they want to have a child or, you know what I mean? So, yeah. and it's hard. And I, like I said, I think what I hear you saying is that, yeah, like a lot of us really we're and it's because of church. Like we say, you know, we're supposed to look on the inside. It's the inside that counts. But what a lot of men on this podcast have said is that we, men are visual and we have to respect that. You know what I mean? We have to respect that. As as, as sucky it might be sometimes, that's only fair. So So true. And um can we get a bit deeper, Tavia? Sure. The first thing we see as men, and I'm I know this may come as a shock, but the first thing we look at when we look at a woman, we look at, and this goes through our minds. Okay. This is probably subconsciously goes through our minds. Would I procreate with this woman? Um, and your guests are probably asking, you know, uh, Tavia, what what guest do you what uh, what guest do you have on here? But. Um, as a man, that is whether we whether we are saved or mm. unsaved. Absolutely. Our our DNA and just how as a man we were. Yeah, I think it's just, it's deep in our DNA yeah. as because I think this is this is how we have generations continue. Yeah. Is is if of course procreation takes place. Of course. So the first thing as a man when we look at a woman is, and this is of course not any every. Any and every woman we look at, of course, we go to work and we, you know, we it's workplace and. Wow, that'd be interesting. But but when we in our when we in that phase of finding a woman, of course, um, and this is and just hear me correctly, this is what I'm talking about mm-hmm. uh, when we in that phase of finding that one, 
that is what we're looking at. We, 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 our instinct initially is not, you know, um, is she, um, does she love God? Our instinct is not initially, um, how's her personality? Mm-hmm. Our instinct initially, and hear me, hear me closely, when we look at her, that is the first thing we think about. Yeah. Very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. And of course, then all the other things then come into play. Hey, how's her attitude? Do you think she will get uh, along with my family? You know, how's her personality? Yeah. When she has an off day, how is she really? Not just when she's a positive, you know, and has a good day. Um, but just sticking on the topic of, of looks. Yeah. That is why looks are important. Yeah. And you it's know? interesting that you say that, especially about the procreation part. As much as we... You know, laugh and be funny about it. Like, because I grew up with guys, like I got a, I got a gang of brothers, right? Mm. And it's like, I know this. So I think it actually, in a way, kind of messed me up because I heard something where it's like a guy will have those thoughts within the first 90 seconds of meeting a woman. Mm. So for me, I'm just like, okay, I literally am like, okay, 90 seconds, if this guy isn't kicking any vibe to me, he's already decided that he's not interested and I'm just moving on. So I'm not into like, oh, you know, I'm going to church with this guy and for a long, long time, I'm hoping, wishing, wishing. And I'm like, oh, how come he hasn't said anything to me? Because of kind of what you just said, like he's, and again, you know, I know you're not saying every single guy, but most guys have already made that decision within the first 90 seconds that's this is what i heard it only takes 90 seconds for a guy to look a woman up and down Mm. decide if he wants to you know yeah pursue her in any type of way you know maybe some guys after they'll just say no they'll move on and then they'll become friends with her and then it will just come back maybe they'll hear god saying x y and z to her i've heard some guys say you know when i first met her my wife she wasn't that attractive but Mm -hmm. then later you know i hope to fall in that category you know what i mean but Like, again, like, you know, I, I, I'm not surprised by what you're saying. And I understand that you guys are visual and that's what you're thinking about. And it's hard to move past that. So I think that a lot of us take that information and say, you know what? It's game over for us. Because, again, we know that's what you're thinking. And we see these women walk into the church and we see the Meghan Markles and we see the Halle Berries. And again, this is the cultural thing yeah. because a lot of, especially with Canadian culture. And again, if we're looking for, okay, we'll just say it like black men. We know at the end of the day, um, as long as she is mirroring something Meghan Markle, Halle Berry-ish, she's good. You know, this woman could have another woman could be very, you know, esteemed. She could have purpose. She could have talent. Mm. She could be nice. She's great. But as soon as they see... Um, her not looking like Halle Berry or Meghan Markle, she's out. So as much as you feel that, you know, when you asked me in the beginning, like how are women taking care of themselves? Like I know a lot of women who are really taking care of themselves. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is like Gabrielle Union over here, but it's not Meghan Markle. They don't want to procreate with her. And a lot of that is deeply rooted. As I said, we're getting deep, right? Yeah. And this is deeply rooted because as you're talking about procreation, what they're talking about is their future. A lot of, um, people struggle with what their what their legacy is going to look like mm. and they need it to look a certain way physically you gotcha. know what i mean gotcha so i mean like as christians like i mean we're called to get past that right and this kind of goes into the other question i want to ask you because you mentioned about the women the secular women like the women outside of the church mm-hmm. because a lot of us see the struggle it's like okay if we're if a christian man wants a woman in the church she needs to be Halle Berry. she needs to be megan markle but for some strange reason when you're outside of the church she can be any way she wants and we're kind of like huh what we thought you guys were all about the physical the non-christian girl can be very can be maybe like a five out of ten yeah but the christian girl needs to be a 10 out of 10 to get their attention so my question to you is that and i'm not even asking you directly if you want to talk about your personal experience but yeah like what is what is it about non christian women that pull christian men to them i have my ideas but i'd rather hear it from you i truly believe and um i stand on this with with both feet okay is men and women we are attracted to to things that we cannot have just like diamonds it's very rare so therefore you know we 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 want it more than something else that's very easily consumable okay so with, uh, with Christian men, uh, we really cannot have a non-Christian woman. In other words, it's more valuable. Okay. So therefore, we, yeah. you know, therefore we, we, you know, it's it's that thrill, Tavia. Okay. That thrill of knowing, you know what we. 
this might just um, question whether we are real Christian men, <laughs> but it, it's the thrill of having something you cannot have, mm. which makes um, intimacy, which yeah. makes communication even 10 times more, you know, uh, more powerful for the fact that we cannot have it and now we've got it. And, you know, it's almost like when when you went into the kitchen when you were small and you opened the fridge and you knew you shouldn't be eating the peppermint tart, mm. but then you ate it and it tasted so good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Peppermint tart. Similar to a woman uh, that you cannot have. Okay. Yeah. Mm. What's your thoughts? I'd, I'd be happy food. to, I'd be interested to hear. You know, I've never heard it from that perspective. Yeah. Um, just from my, again, preconceived notions without getting any, like in my ignorancy, I would have said, okay, well, I see a lot of Christian guys going out with these non-Christian women because a they can they that the men feel they don't have to be so perfect around them. Gotcha. You know, like oh my goodness, they don't have to quote these Bible verses. You know, if they go to McDonald's and they don't pray before they eat. Okay. Whoa, hello! Thank God for this happy meal. <laughs> right? Come so on, you gotta I pray feel, over these pickles. Yeah, so it's like you know, like these non-Christian, the Christian men. By the way, do you eat pickles on your um, on your burgers? Do I have you like no pickles? problem with pickles. You don't have. Problems with pickles? I have no problems. Okay, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I used to not like pickles. I'm kind of getting into it. Do okay. you like pineapples on your pizza? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, Likewise. You can continue, ma'am. I, I'm a prish. I, I <laughs> love you already. Come on. Oh, man. I think I lost my point. No, I didn't. Got it back. Okay. So basically, yeah, like I feel, like again, in my ignorancy, I feel like the Christian men, they like the non-Christian women because they feel that they don't have to be perfect. They feel in the church that there's just this demand where they need to yeah. be like this 10 out of 10 Christian. It's like there's no judgment. Exactly. Yeah. Right? That's one reason. That's in my ignorance. It's like as a Christian man, if a cuss word uh, ah. fl- f- uh, spills out, you uh-huh. won't be judged by the secular woman. Yes, yeah. exactly. So, yeah. and you know, they could be coming to church and people are putting all this pressure on them, right? And, you yeah. know, I could ask you about that a little bit later too. The other thing that I think is that a lot of Christian men... They like to do unholy things, right? If you know what I mean. We're digging deeper, right? Yeah. Have those deep relations, um, bed bunks, and yeah. of I course, guess let's just say sensual. They love to be there. Okay, they very yeah. yeah, yeah. So a lot, you know. So the general idea is that you know in the church you're not supposed to be doing that. Until you're but married, with the right? non-Christian woman, yeah. they can get away with that. Gotcha. So this is the oh yes, on this show we talk about the rumble in the pews, right? So the rumble in the pews is basically things in the church, kind of like. Um, little tidbits that you hear people saying uh-huh. so the rumble in the pews is that yeah a lot of christian men like to go out with non-christian women because they can have those relations they're not going to judge them but if they tried it with a christian woman they'd be like um no um remember what the bible says right yeah so it's interesting the rumble in the pews it sounds pews. it sounds like um you, you and i both know you know i, I really into music right so yeah. it's like if we had to do a hip-hop song <laughs> you know, there's a rumble in the pews <laughs> See, we could just do that right now. We in the studio. Rumble in we the really pews. could put down mm. this track right now. There's a rumble so in famous. the pews. Can you rap? No, I'm, no? I'm trying to freestyle. But You're the music yeah. <laughs> We could do it though. But yeah. yeah, like that's so that's the rumble in the pews about so that's again, this is why you're here. Because it's not fair for us to have these ideas. Although I mean, without, you know, like saying anything, I, I'm not putting anybody's business out there. No, but we've got, the, insur- we've got the insurance bucket right okay. here, Tavia. <laughs> That's going to be a staple on this podcast, the insurance like bucket. This, the insurance so that bucket. if this someone calls in or, or, or DMs you on the low and say, we talking about me because I felt like you were, just take money out of the insurance bucket and give it. And you know what? The Lord is good because I feel like that should be happening every podcast. I feel like someone's going to call up and say, stop talking about me, stop telling my stories. And so far, I haven't gotten any DMs like that. So, no, yay. Good. No, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, but I don't know, like, how do you feel about what I just said? Like, like you know, without implicating any of your friends. Um, but I think I want to talk about imprints. And, and maybe uh, I'd love Tavia's input on this too. Okay. But with imprints, and when I talk about imprints, have you watched the movie, um, the series Twilight? Oh, I love that. Twilight, eh? Now, I haven't watched Twilight, oh. but I've, I've heard the theory. Mm-hmm. Um, and have you heard the, the term 
um, imprints. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you mind just sharing with me and just refreshing my mind because I've I've had a theory on it and I just like oh, just man. like to recap. You on know, that. it's been a while, but I know what it is because yeah, just was, in, um, just in the oh, what's his name? Taylor, who was the wolf, was trying to imprint on. Bella, and it was a really big deal. I just can't remember. So, what is imprints? What's what is imprinting? I can't remember enough, but you know what? Michelle's coming. Michelle's coming. She knows imprints too. Okay, two things. Okay, Mich- you know, in Twilight, when um, what's the guy named Taylor Taylor yeah. Lautner? His character was imprinting. But we, we just wanted to hear by you, like, what was the whole concept of of um of imprinting on the Twilight series? I remember. Only the wolves imprinted mm-hmm. on other people. Yeah. So, but what? The imprint like, how would you exp- how oh. would you explain imprint? Because remember, it's Jacob almost, was trying to do it. Yeah. I think, do you mind just just coming closer? Yeah. Uh. It was almost like, almost like this this lifelong covenant kind of uh-huh. interaction, like this spiritual thing that happened, and now all of a sudden, it's like a life bond partner for life. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, Michelle. And I think the reason why I was going here, Tavia, is many a times with with women and men, yeah. the first sexual experience that you have okay. um, in your life, I feel that it there's there's a level of imprinting that is taking place. Okay. So, for example, if you are a woman um, and you are 16, 17, 18, and you know your your first sexual experience was, and you know in your community is very rough. And you know your first sexual experience was with a certain type of guy. Was a rough guy. Yeah. Um, you see where I'm going with this? Absolutely. And after that, that's kind of the um, the imprint that's taking place. And when you look at your relationships moving forward, yeah. you can kind of trace it back to that first sexual experience. Of course. Um, but it's interesting because with guys, it's not necessarily the sexual activity that you had the first time that imprints you. <gasps> we are typically not imprinted sexually. Okay. We are imprinted. My apologies. It's actually flipped the other way around. Oh, okay. The men mm-hmm. are imprinted sexually. Okay. So both is imprinted sexually, yeah. but the difference is for the, the men, mm-hmm. it's the men is imprinted emotionally. Oh, okay. They're imprinted emotionally. See, I thought, I thought that was the other way around. Uh-uh. Like, you know, this, which is why it's not a big deal for men to have so many sexual, different sexual partners. Because I feel like with a woman, when I you see, have I, the intimacy, you are so deeply connected. Like, you feel like this this guy is mine forever. Where a man, but again, please break it down for me, can go and just be detached from that woman. Yeah, you see, and I hear what you're saying. The, mm-hmm. the man can have multiple sexual partners okay. and he won't be, you know, emotionally attached. Okay. However, there's only a particular woman that can get it right where um and little Wayne had an interview okay and you know they asked him you know if he believes in love and he said he does and um and of course with little Wayne he used to have he has a you know you know a few women around him mm-hmm. um a core a core group of women and then he has of course you know yeah. who knows what he does outside mm-hmm. um but I truly believe with, with a guy in particular, and of course, you know, you can speak of the woman. Yeah. But with a guy, there's, there's a one or two women that um, gets him yeah. excited. You see, um, as a man, we don't fall, you know, we don't fall in love very easily. But when we do fall in love, we fall in love hard, mm. you know? Okay. So, um, so, yeah, I mean... I wanted to just bring this out because of the imprinting. It was just fascinating to me. And um, I truly believe, like, you can see, you can learn a lot about someone and you can predict, you know, uh, typically um, where someone's um, romantic uh, partner destiny would be based on their initial um, imprints that they had. Hmm. That's very interesting. Wow. 
That is so like, yeah, like I even just need to take a couple seconds to just process that because. But I wanted you to share, like you you were sharing about um, the emotional yeah. imprinting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because as women, it's just like that is just. That's all of you. Like, I mean, literally, you're naked, but I mean, like, you are bearing yourself, your whole to that person. That's not something that you do easily. So, first of all, us women, we're just like, this guy is sharing himself in this private way with us. To us, that means, as a woman, that this guy really, 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 really cares about me. That he would, ex- you know, expose himself, make himself vulnerable. And that's what it is, the vulnerability to, to me and at that moment he is choosing to bear himself to me so we're taking that very deeply gotcha we're being sewn together so that's why you know that connection doesn't leave us and i think for you know some of us as god intended it is that we just were to have that experience with that one person yeah you know what i mean because it's hard to detach from it's very hard for women to detach from a man after having that level of intimacy it is, it is. and um and yeah it's it's back to that imprinting where you've mm-hmm. been imprinted so hard it's it filters through through your entire life yeah yeah and that's you know that's something one day when i have kids mm-hmm. you know and hopefully one day when you have kids too it's a yeah. case of where we would want to make them aware yeah. of what can happen when you have certain experiences early in the age, yeah, um, and how you know how it can shape your destiny, you know, absolutely, yeah. And I think it's just like when you put it the way you put it with the imprinting, it astonishes me how people are so frivolous with this experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think as you kind of just put it, yeah, like you know, when you have children, you will pass down this information on. But unfortunately, there's a lot of people who didn't get that that importance of intimacy passed on and they just saw it through you know they learned from their friends or they saw it on tv or it was projected to them as you said like you know their first experience maybe they had a negative first experience so that intimacy is not even there it's just kind of like a channel to you know to filter other things through yeah and you know i'm very much um keeping a keeping a pulse on the, the current theories that are out there when it comes to the dating scene. Okay. Um, and just a common a common theory. I know you're looking at your notes to say, mm-hmm. hey, we, we didn't even get into the meat Stop and potatoes it. of our... No, uh, no, of no. Our, of the podcast, but um, just very briefly, and I don't want to yeah. take ages with us. Just no, very, you can take your time. Yeah, it's just, okay. just very briefly. Yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a theory out there, and you, of course, love your opinion, mm-hmm. where for a woman, there, there's two types of men uh, that they typically encounter within their life. And okay. uh, this is my interpretation of what's out there currently mm. for theory. The first one is the provider. Okay. Um, AKA, they would call it the beta male. Okay. So this would be um, the boyfriend. Okay. Or the husband. Okay. The woman is not sexually attracted to... Um, he doesn't stimulate her sexually. Okay. Guy number two is the, quote-unquote, the bad boy, the player. Mm. He is, quote-unquote, the alpha male. Okay. So what typically happens is, maybe this happens, maybe it doesn't, but this is the theory. Yeah. The, guy, the, the girl is with the provider because he provides for a sexual, sensual, um, financially yeah. and emotionally. Okay. And then she, behind his back... She sleeps with the alpha male hmm. because that's where she gets the physical stimulation, yeah, right, and the excitement. Of course, we can talk about what you know, um, how to overcome that. Mm-hmm. But I'd love to hear your thoughts just just as that foundation. What I've just mentioned to you right now. Yeah. So I think for myself, um, I'm kind of weird. You know, for me, that a the alpha male, the bad boy, doesn't thrill me. Because I think, and I've mentioned this on the podcast before, a lot of us women, a lot of us Christian women, and again, this is the rumble in the pews, this is the talking that we've said, like, the biggest thing that we want is stability and security. 
And it's not even about financial. Like a lot of us at the end of the day, we just want a man that's not going to leave us. We want a man that's not going to cheat on us. To us, that is attractive. To us, that is sexy. So when we look at the bad boy, we're like, oh, well, this guy, he's definitely going to cheat on us and leave us. So we're not even there. But I think uh-huh. your theory, your theory is bang on. It does happen. Because if you look at if you look at patterns, right? Yeah. A lot of women, yeah, they do want that excitement. And I've literally seen people do it they marry the b and cheat with the a like that theory is proven for me personally um it could be because i was surrounded by people who you know told me what to value but again again for us and for me the rumble in the pews is that a lot of us are panicked Mm -hmm. so we're we're going far away from that a because we don't want to have a broken heart and it's a lot of embarrassment too right like you know and it could be even tv like you don't want to get married and have to get divorced you don't want to get left at the altar you don't want to be shamed especially in the church Uh because there's a lot of pressure right so we want to be that you know we want to be the poster children right we want to be like see this is what waiting does like especially us who are waiting for a long time we don't want our waiting to be in vain we don't want our waiting to end up yeah. into brokenness right i totally hear uh, where you're coming from and and rightfully so tavia you are you are definitely a um weird a diamond in the rough in, in the sense of where i think it's just that you were brought up differently yeah however i'm mm. um, the reason why i brought this up is because i want i want our guys to really listen to this yes for the fact that you all think you think like I'm talking to the to the to the, to the quote unquote beta male. I don't like <laughs> using these terms, but yeah. it just puts things into perspective, of right? Course. Um, in the church, you think you are being, you know, you you are you are your best self, mm-hmm. and then you, you find the woman um, cheating on you with a Tyrone <laughs> uh, for the fact mm. that for the fact that Tyrone gives her. He gives her two things, okay. or rather, he gives her one thing, yeah. and, and that one thing is, he gives her fun. Okay. As simple as that is, at the end of the day, when she thinks of a Tyrone, she thinks of fun. Okay. When she thinks of you, she thinks of, oh, you know, I'm going to be drained emotionally. I'm, wow. You know, it's, it's going to be a, really? a case of where I can't let go and mm. you know be myself. Um, now, with everything that I'm saying, Tavia, and to yeah. the listeners. It's all relative yep. in a sense of where to, it applies to some men, it doesn't apply to some yeah, men. It applies absolutely. to some women, it doesn't apply. However, yeah. if it does apply, just, just wear the shoe wherever it mm-hmm. fits, right? Yeah. So based on just out of what I'm saying, my point simply is uh, you don't have to be an alpha and the bad boy, or you don't have to just be the beta and the preacher. You can take elements the good elements out of each and become the best version of yourself. Absolutely. So if you are the church going guy mm. and you find yourself a little bit um, too stiff, it seems like you've got a cucumber somewhere. It shouldn't <laughs> be, um, you know, take that attribute of the alpha and say, mm. Hey, um, the alpha has the great body. Mm-hmm. Um, that might be a clue why some girls are, are giving you more attention. Um, the alpha is more fun. That might be a clue of why women are giving him attention. No, the the alpha is carefree and socially aware and and really social. That might be a clue why he's getting. You know what I you know. See where I'm going? Absolutely, with it? yeah. So um, this is just a tip for our guys, just to say, hey, listen, let's become the best of both worlds, of leaving the negatives out, but kind of just bring it all together to say, hey, I'm gonna be the best package I can be. Yeah. I actually find it kind of interesting to hear that, to think that, because again, from my perspective, I'm thinking, you know, any Christian guy is walking into church, he knows that there's like 20 women have eyes on him. So I feel mm. like he's walking in like a, uh, you know, lack of a better word, like a pimp, right? It's like, hey, hey, hey. I've literally heard men saying, yeah, I know this girl wants me. I know these girls want me. I know these girls are looking at me because they know about the thirst game, right? That yeah. the ratio of Christian women. What are you talking about? The alpha male coming in the church? Any male. Like, oh. you know, but especially the alpha male. I but think I'm, the yeah, alpha yeah. male would be the one. I'm surprised that there is a beta guy, period. I didn't even think guys thought like that. But again, your theory makes total sense. Yeah. And as you said, it goes vice versa for men and women. And I think, as you said, like, let's get a hybrid, right? Yeah. Let's, like, let's not think of ourselves as, like, I would hate for a guy to think he's not fun. Like, you know what I mean? Mm. If I think that if there's a guy out there, a Christian man, and this woman is coming at him like that, I think that's a sign. You know what I mean? I think 
there's a different issue with her going on if she doesn't value you for what you are again the men are the ones that are as you know as we talked about before like really on the physical but the women are really about security like they really just want this guy to know that they're safe they don't want this guy to leave they don't want to have their heart broken and i, I totally I, I hear you where, where you're coming and and that's totally true mm-hmm. um my you know my longing is for the guy to be the total package okay i personally I, like when i have kids one day or, or whoever i'm with mm-hmm. i don't want it to be the case of where a woman is looking at me and just feeling so content that I'm satisfying her financially and emotionally. Oh. And she, then she watches TV or <laughs> she, um, one of my friends, perhaps, or, you know, someone else she's looking at and, you know, um, you know, her holy water is flowing <laughs> um, because oh, wow. um, she's looking at, because I'm not, you know, um, stimulating her physically. You know, when I would want it to be the case of where when my wife, when my girlfriend looks mm-hmm. at me, she might she must get turned on okay. to say, you know what? I'm the reason why I'm getting turned on by my boyfriend is because or my husband is because, you know, he's such a he's such a good man, first mm-hmm. of all. But secondly, he's just so hot. <laughs> You know what I mean? But different women see different things as hot. As long as totally. men are open to that. Totally. You know what I mean? And, and for me, it's just a case of where I, I don't want to... I want to be that full, the best version of myself possible. And I think you can't you know? go wrong with that, you know? Yeah. I think just a lot of people are not even in that mind frame. Like, we did talk about it with another guest another episode. And actually, I could ask you that as well. Like, the pressure to be... For a man to be a certain place, either financially or in their employment status. Like, I think I hear you saying that there is that like that pressure because a lot of women like when i talk about security and safety it's not even as i explained it's not about financial per se like women a lot of us don't have a problem making more money than the man you know that's not really an issue again we just want to make sure that this guy is not going to leave us like it's that literal but like i mean do you have you ever felt like that like you weren't in a place financially to date a woman and you were kind of like, okay, you know, I like this girl. She's cool, but my career isn't where I want it to be or my finances is not where I want it to be. So therefore, I'm going to pull back and not date this person. Interesting because I went through that phase. Okay. And I think many, many of us go through that phase where we say we're going to remain single to focus on us so we get everything right with us. Uh-huh. And once everything is right with us, then we're going to go ahead and put ourselves back onto the market. Okay. And uh, my encouragement is is not to do that. Okay. Uh, because of the fact that it's not good to be alone. Okay. Now, uh, the caveat to this comes in is if you, for example, need to fix your finances I wouldn't encourage you to go on on an ex, on expensive dates. Oh. That wouldn't that wouldn't make sense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, however, I wouldn't go on to the other extreme of where you not going on dates at all. Yeah. So it's just a matter of knowing where you are at and making sure that the person that you have an eye on also knows, and you guys are transparent throughout the whole process. Okay. And if she's willing to ride with you, great. Mm-hmm. If she's willing not to, then as a man, that should not stop you from living your life to the fullest. For too long, uh, we've we've been letting the heartache of a woman mm-hmm. stop us from continuing on our purpose. And for me, you know, uh, my encouragement to you as a guy, if you are listening to this, is to say, hey, you know what? Um, you are, as simple as this is, you are the man. Yeah. So in other words, go out there, do your thing. If a girl joins, great. If a girl doesn't, it's not the end of the road, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you need to say that louder because, again, yeah. like I asked that question because I've literally had male friends say well yeah i don't have a car right now i am not dating or i my career is not a certain place i am not dating I'd that's like actually that. a lie hmm. that's a lie when a woman says and a man says i'm not dating i don't have this or that i'm not dating yeah. that's a lie for the fact that number one it's it's a it's them protecting themselves yeah. from embarrassment mm-hmm. in other words I'm not going to put myself out there and know and let other people find out that I don't have a car. Okay. Let people find out that I don't have a lot of money in the bank. Yeah. Now they say, hey, 
I'm not dating. That's a lie. That's number one. That's a lie because of that fact. Number two, it's a lie for the fact that um, they just haven't found that one. Yeah. So if they say, you know what, um, I'm just not dating right now, it actually means, you know what, brother, you know what, sister, if that one came, that one that, that really gets you excited, that made you fall in love, yeah. you are not going to say, no, I'm not going to fall in love with you. Uh, because I'm focusing on me. Okay. Um, but I hear that all the time. Uh, no, no. It, it's when when people say no, I, I'm I'm not gonna go into a relationship right now. It's because um, number one of embarrassment, they want to expose yeah. themselves. But number two, also, they just didn't come across that one that makes them wanna mm. you know um, experience that. Because I truly believe, Talia, okay. if um, if if you are in a position of where you're focusing on yourself and not others. If someone comes into your path and that person meets all of your criteria, you would be you would be um, foolish not to take the opportunity. Yeah. But it's because that person didn't come into your into your space yet, and now it's that war of I'm focusing on me. I it's, know. it's just a, it's just a matter of time until that one comes. It will break that wall down and. Um, yeah, but now I'm thinking because I'm wondering if there are people out there who are just not in that place yet. Because like I do feel place sorry, for what? you know, because I feel like because I'm literally hearing things like, for instance, I do kind of feel sorry for you guys because I, I've heard girls be like, oh, yeah, this guy was trying to date me, but he asked me to take the bus to such and such a place. Right. And I'm just like, so I could see that guy being, reje- you know, feeling rejected and dejected from that and just pulling back. Right. Yeah. I think it makes sense what you're saying. Like that person probably wasn't the one that person probably wasn't the one to make him break break through those walls yeah but yeah so i feel like oh it's a lot of like because i'm wondering if there are people out there who are just sitting at home being like oh man i could be pursuing you know um xyz woman and i find this especially in the church because of pressure and Mm. i mean we could talk about church pressure in a bit because i think that does contribute a lot to yeah, why especially not- to women eh? like the question of uh when you're single when you're finding the one when you get someone when are you guys yeah. getting married when you get married when you guys are having kids so oh I, I hear it with you with it's you ladies a- yeah. so that's what i'm saying so there's just too much pressure and i feel it i do feel it for guys to have to be a certain place or a lot of people say oh yeah well i've had friends say oh well he doesn't have his master's yet so i would be waiting until he finishes master's and then we could date but it's interesting with the non-christians they don't really have that problem i don't know if it's a spiritual thing but i've seen mm, like I guess um, it's a church culture thing eh? it could be yeah which is so sucky because i think that there's so many women out there who and men who would make great partners if they just could just get past those things um for now what we're gonna do we're gonna conclude this is part one of season two episode five digging deep with randall mitchell um what i'd like you guys to do to listen out for part two follow the instagram page and we'll let you know when part two will drop